to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 348 of the Chris and Sam podcast. Oh, Chris Hanlon, Toku Ingawa. And I'm Sam. Welcome to this week's episode. Chris is uh, leaning into Maori language week. He's selling out like every other big corporation out there that they do every year. It's just a piece of shit. If you're not doing it 51 other weeks of the year, why bother now? Anyway, Chris has COVID. Um, I have been trying to get I know, better at I that, know. though, but because I've been doing this work with Kokori, and I'm the only yeah, one that I know, doesn't I know. speak any Maori, and I've, that's probably actually the first time I've actually said my name that way. Um it yeah, wasn't too bad. It wasn't in, too in bad. In public. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. so apart from feeling sick and having COVID, what else have you I, I don't have COVID. I've got a bit of a scratchy throat. That's also... That's, um, that's yeah. a COVID symptom. It's, is it? <laughs> yes. I don't think it is, actually. I don't think the scratchy throat is. Something to do oh, with your throat. Something to do with your throat. Go get a test. Yeah, yeah, anything exciting happened this week? No, no, no. I've, yeah, literally been a bit um, seedy and just like, nah. Nothing, oh. nothing exciting happening with me. Although you know, there's lots going on in the world, and some of it makes you laugh, and some of it makes you slap your forehead, and some of it does both. Like before we ca- get before yeah. we get into that, though, I'll tell you about was one thing that happened to me this week. Okay, okay. So I told you the other week that I got a flat battery in my car, eh? Yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, what actually happened? Did I tell you I got the wrong battery? No. Okay, so I'm on the Repco website and you put in your number plate and their website says, this is the, the battery that you need. And I'm like, yep, sweet. So I, And this is level four, so I go down there. So you just there. put in your registration number, your, your number plate number. Yeah. Oh, and it links it back and figures out what car you've got in it. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, that yeah, so that's all good. And then I went down there, level four, I had to stand around and I said to the dude, can I give you the old car battery right now? And he goes, oh, yep, sweet. So I give it to him, and then he goes, oh, the, the battery you've brought is the wrong one. It's too small. It, it's smaller than this one. And I was like, yep, you're correct, but your website. And he says, look, to be honest, we get this database from God knows where, and sometimes it's wrong. And I was like, oh, okay. And he says, what we can do, I will credit, I will get them to do a credit, but you'll get it in like five days, five business days, if you're okay to pay for this other battery. And it's a $28 difference. And he's expecting me to go, oh, man. And I was like, no, that's fine. Yes, yeah, sweet. Let's do that. So I got a new battery. 14 days later, I remember that I haven't been paid by Repco. So I ring up their help center place who, according to their email, they the, the parent company owns all these other companies I've never heard of in my life. This guy goes, hey, I can see that that, that got canceled. They never put it through. Uh, I will email the store. Someone will ring you. And they will sort it out. And then I got copied in on this email. And three hours later, this dude rings me up and he goes, oh, hey, Sam. Uh, he's got a, like a really deep radio announcer's voice. And he's like, uh, hey, look, sorry about that. We've got two options. Oh, and in the email, the customer service rep says he does not want to come to the store, which is nothing. I did not say this at all. But the guy goes, look, if you come to the store, we can do a credit. Or you have to give me all your details for your FPOS card over the phone. And I can give you the refund. Now, just to let you know, that's completely your choice, up to you. But I did have a customer this morning that didn't want to do that. And so they had to come in. And he goes, I was like, oh, no, that's right. I can do that. I don't care. Okay. Now, what's going to happen is I have to hang up here. 
I then have to go get the secure mobile phone because this landline isn't secure. And then I will ring you back. I will then get your details, note them down. And then as soon as I've done the transaction on the FPOS machine, I will destroy all the information. I'm like, okay. But it was this whole thing about the secure mobile that cracked me up. I was like, hang on, who's <laughs> hacking the landlines at Repco? <laughs> Is there something going on? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Is yeah. a mobile more secure? Um, yeah, it is actually, it is actually, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it, I mean, it's not even that they think it can happen. It's the fact that they have mitigated exposure to lawsuits if that does happen. Oh, I guess so. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I mean, I got my money back. That's the main thing. <laughs> and the battery's going well. Ah, uh, yes. It's yes. going great. That, that's the main thing. Well, um, what I was going to uh, lead on to before, slapping my forehead and laughing at the same time, which was obviously this Auckland couple. Oh, that, old, uh, old, headed down to Wanaka. Old uh, uh, Will, Willie Willis. Oh, do we know who it is now? Yeah, where have you been? Oh, I haven't been. I've okay, been cro- tell, tell, tell your side of the story and I'll tell you what's actually happened. I, I just heard that um, a couple from Auckland yeah. went down to Wanaka to stay at the family... Um, Beach batch thing, whatever you yeah. call it, holiday batch. Um, so, but they obviously knew they couldn't like do that. So they no. both worked in essential services. Yes, which doesn't mean shit because I'm working essential he, services. He rides horses. Oh, okay. And um, so maybe <laughs> maybe Gilmore's is more essential than that. Who knows? Um, and then um, so they drove down to Hamilton, jumped yes. on a plane from Hamilton to Queenstown, and somebody. Down there, dobbed them in when they realised what had happened, which good on them. Good on um, so my big thing, I'll let you um, fill in the blanks, but my big thing is how much time, prison time should these guys get? Well, the story is that uh, it's now turned into a bullying thing. The whole of the country's bullying them. So that's not good, apparently. Uh, oh, fuck them. Sorry. No, no, I don't think it's from them. I think like, Collectively, everybody's saying, oh, it's gone a bit too far now. Uh, she's a lawyer, and he he rides horses or something. Uh, oh, have you seen the photo of him? No, I have no idea. Oh, let me see if I can find it while we're talking. Yeah, his I think it's his mum is a top lawyer, and the, his mum said, nah, oh, they're idiots, basically. Yeah, uh, and then today they had a story of a um, very, simil- very similar story, a crypto uh, someone that's made a lot of money in crypto yeah. got a private plane to Wanaka, but they went from like now, uh, Napier to Auckland, picked up his work colleague or somebody, and then from Auckland to Wanaka. And the um, private company that flies, they usually fly air ambulances. And they were like, no, this is all legit. Everything's good. But um, yeah, somebody's looking into it. Oh, that's, I mean, if you screw up lockdown, that means lock up, I reckon. I reckon well, the, we should have prison the, the, time. Now, because wasn't there a, a Maori uh, person or something who defied um, some lockdown last year or whatever and went to a tangi and he got prison time for it? Probably. So, no, nah, these guys should, these guys should absolutely um, end up in, in prison. There's, the, oh, there's the photo of him. Look at him. On, on a horse. Look at him. He's he's only thirty five. That's essential as yeah. He's a dick. 
<laughs> All right. No, you cannot bully these guys enough um, in my, <laughs> my freaking. Uh, so there you go. That's the my pr- hot take on it. <laughs> the Prime Minister has just said before we started recording, the rest of the country will not go to level one unless Auckland drops a level. Right. That's so, not happening soon. No, good times. Good times indeed. It makes uh, sense, though. I get where, where she's coming from. So what do you think of our uh, illustrious um, leader? Because she's getting a lot of crap from everybody. Oh, Cindy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's doing fine. I, I, no, uh, yeah, no, they're fine. The opposition can't talk. You've got one hand, you've I got know. Judith Collins, who's whatever, they just dropped like 27 points, or I don't know, they're on 26 yeah, points. They're, or almost, um, the same they're as almost the same as Act. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't matter. No, I. it's a tough one. I don't know. I think you. I, she, whoever's in charge, you're going to be damned if you do, damned if you don't. Doesn't yeah, I, I agree. I think they're doing a good job. And, but they're trying um, to they're trying to get to ninety percent vaccinations. They've got one of the buses rolling out now. Um, mobile vaccinations, throw you in the back of a bus. Uh, good times. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't wait to get my second shot. Um, I've got to wait another week or two, I think, until oh, yeah. I'm ready for it for the second oh. one. So, yeah. Hey, uh, here's a bit of nostalgia for you, a little bit. And Adam uh, went past the Halpo Bowling Club the other day. Yes, so for those not in the know, we've filmed uh, Red on the Green there. Um, yeah. That was the first one you did with us? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was, eh? Yeah. Yep. That was pretty cool. That was good. So, uh, I actually saw a photo of me with my skinned nose because it popped up on Facebook the other day. So uh, I was, I had a hat on, a cap on, and I'm carrying a load of stuff, arms full, and I'm carrying it into the shed. And what I couldn't see with my hat down a bit was that the roller door hadn't been pulled right the way up and I walked straight into it. Nobody around me. And I just about knocked myself out like completely. And I just skinned my nose and my face. And my oh, freaking, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good times. Anyway. <laughs> the, the building has gone now. It's Ooh. not there. Uh, everything else is at the moment, but the building's completely gone. So, All right. Do you know what was... they're doing with that? I, I knew that they had lost it as a bowling club. Oh, I... I'm going to assume a property developer's brought it. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. But yes, uh, I just read, read on the green. We might even put a link to that movie because it's on on uh, fa- uh, on YouTube. You can watch the movie. Yes. Hey, uh, I've got something for all the listeners to do as well as you, Chris. Um, okay. Have you heard of the Florida Man Birthday thing? Nope. Don't know what you're uh, talking about. So if you go to floridamanbirthday.org, uh, I'll send you a link. You click on your um, you click on your birthday, and it'll tell you a Florida man story. So I'll tell you what mine is. I click on my one. A Florida man on this day threatened to kill his neighbor with his machete called kindness. <laughs> okay, so I click on mine. Where does it come up? Scroll down. Oh yeah, I found found the. Yeah, click on the day of your birthday. Yeah, and nothing happens. What one's yours? Twenty twenty third November. Oh, what? You broke it. Oh, what? No, it only goes... Oh, sorry, guys. It only goes up to July. What? Oh, they may- maybe they've just started building this. Actually, just uh, Google it. Actually, that's how I found it originally. You just Google uh, Florida man and then the your day. So November the 23rd. Oh, I'm just going to put um, search, find your birthday. I'll just put that in there. Oh, you got a few, actually, for your one. Oh, you know who you've got? Ah, oh, the Florida man whose mugshot went viral was arrested again. The guy with no neck. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> Here, look at this picture. It's so good. Where is he? Look at him. So that's what happened on your birthday or near your birthday. 
Look oh, at wow. Him. He's got no neck. He really does have he no became neck. Like a, he became a meme, I think, for a little bit. He looks like what the blob would be if it sort of morphed upwards and made a human face on, on the top of it. That's, that's right. That's freaky. That literally has no neck. I Holy know. Crap. All right, so we have those images in this amazing For Your Ears podcast that we've got going on here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, Australia's going to get some nuclear subs, so we're all happy about that. Cool. That got, an, that got announced this morning. So um, Australia, UK, and United States have announced this new defence pact, and part of the deal is they're like, hey, Australia, you can have some nu- uh, nuclear-powered subs. Now, the subs only have normal weapons not nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about it, but it says somewhere in here that like the US, only a couple of countries have nuclear powered subs. And apparently, uh, you know, reading between the lines, this is just in case China starts doing some more stuff. Uh, the US have only ever uh, shared their top secret technology of how they do it with the UK. And uh, back in the fifties. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah, never really thought about that. Yeah, um, it, it cracked me up because when Peter Beck wanted to um, do um, you know, the rocket labs here and, and start launching from here, yeah. they had to have a change in international law because the way it was was only US was allowed to enter space through the oh, Of course, yeah. Because otherwise, if other countries can um, shoot out into space, then they have the capability of sending nuclear missiles everywhere. Uh, um, yeah. So they had to. We had to have every one of the other allies, allied countries. I don't even know what it's called. Um, yeah. Agree with them. But uh. what also cracked me up is he had to organise a law change internally in New Zealand so that. Um, space was a destination. He had to make space a destination because otherwise if some country said, oh, here's a $50 million um, satellite we want you to put into orbit and they sent it into New Zealand and he shot it up to space, if space wasn't a destination, they would be charged GST for it coming into New Zealand and staying here? Oh, my gosh, of course. <laughs> Got to get so, that check. So they had to make space a, an official destination with the post office so that um, GST won't be applied to, to satellites. I, I don't like GST appearing at the very last stage of the AliExpress checkout. Oh, is it doing that now? Yeah, it's right. It's at the very last stage. So it'll say, this thing's $100, $100, free shipping, $100, and then right at the last second, boom, here's your 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I haven't bought anything for a while just because the um, times are so bad. I'm like, it's just not worth it. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, uh, talking, uh, keeping with the Australians, there's a story today, and this dude in Australia, he handed himself in. He's he's a fugitive. He's been sleeping rough um, in the go in the north coast, New South Wales, in the sand dunes of Sydney, and like he escaped and all this sort of stuff. Do you know when he escaped? I'm assuming a while ago then. 1992. Bloody hell. Yeah. So he's been on the run for 30 years. He's handed himself in at age uh, 64. Okay, bro. Uh, I, you know, there's no point in me chasing women around the dunes anymore. I can't get it up. May as well send me back to the clinic. He, he's been doing some odd jobs. Oh, also, his name is Darko. 
Of course it is. Of course but he, it called, is. he called himself, um, <laughs> obviously he can't call himself Darko, so he called himself Dougie. Jeez. Uh, um, so I, I picked this up the other week. Um, Gen Z says you're using emojis all wrong, and it cracked me up because, like, I, I'm totally, um, I'm what? totally guilty of this. What so are we I'm going to read this out. Okay. Think the smiley emoji means someone's happy? Think again, boomer. Gen Z is a whole different take on the seemingly uh, on the seemingly innocuous icon. They can see it as passive aggressive or patronizing. Mm. By sending a smile, you're ironically saying something negative. You are mocking someone, says Sarah Wiseman, a human computer interaction specialist at Oh, London that's a made up job. Yep. Um, emojis have become a minefield. And if you're over 30, you probably just don't get it. For example, older adults might take the skull and crossbones emoji as a warning when Gen Z uses it as a way of saying they're dying of laughter. Right. They're making this up. <laughs> I'm glad you think so because I'm like, am I really that out of touch? Probably, oh, I mean, but not I mean it, it could be happening overseas. I don't think it's happening here too much. Uh, you, you do get to the point where you have a teenager now and uh, – you have no idea what half the words are she's saying. And then she's like, how do you not know what this means? And I'm like, it's not even a word. <laughs> Throw a theosaurus at her. Oh, Find it no. in that. <laughs> they, they all say it. This is what it means. I'm like, cool, cool, bro. Carry on. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I will uh, defer to your knowledge on that because I have no uh, no uh, experience with I don't know. I haven't, had any fe- I haven't had any feedback about my emoji usage. Right. Hey, I wanted to talk about this a while ago, and I'm going to bring it up now. Flower power. Um, tulip or flower turbines or tulip turbines, they're called. Oh. Um, the wind turbines. Now, this stuck me, struck me because I've been listening to um, your first million. Is that what it's called? My first million. My first, My first million. million podcast. Yeah, yep. yeah podcast, because they always make me think about this. And when I first came across this, I'm like, dude, if I had a bit of money or whatever, um, I would be absolutely looking at getting the license to bring this stuff into New Zealand, be the agent for these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're uh, vertical um, wind um, turbines. Yes. So by that, they're not like propellers. Uh, they they look a bit like a flower, like a tulip, and yeah. they are very cleverly um, designed. And one of the best things about them is they have a patent um, on the way that they – can stagger them or stand them next to each other and the wind goes through it, it also pushes the one next to it and they get 20 to 50% more power by being in a cluster. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, they work at 0.5 of a kilometer of wind. I think that was the yeah, that's pretty stat, good. which is ridiculously low, lower than anything else. Um, and they look good. They don't look Horrible. So I've seen them pictures and, and of them they're, they're on not roofs. Su- yeah, they, they're not super tall either. They seem to be on top of roofs. Yeah, yeah. So they, um, they, yeah, they look pretty good. Oh. And I, I'm like, dude, I, if I owned a house, particularly if I was living rurally and I had a um, somewhere in the country, like, I'm sorry, but if you're in the South Island right now, probably these would be a good idea. Well, they do a one meter tall one, a three meter, and a six meter. Oh, okay, cool. So the one meters for camping, like you just take it with you and it just works and powers up your stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're not noisy. Birds see them and avoid them because they're not um, like the fan thing. Um, yeah. yeah. And they work uh, 
good together. So um, we'll have a link to the website, and there's a story on The Guardian that I had a link to as well, um, which is where I first came across them, and I started looking at them, and I was like, damn. So if anybody's thinking about getting into business, you got a bit of money behind you or you, whatever, uh, got the connections, I reckon – Find these these guys. Uh, I think they're in Europe somewhere. The guys that have created them. Um, yes. We should uh, we should definitely be bringing this technology to New Zealand. It looks great. Excellent. Uh, have you? Um, I'm sure you would have been all over this. The Met Gala fashion event. Oh no! I heard something about it. So, I you know how people make dumb artwork. Yes. Well, people make dumb outfits. Yes. Which is great because there's. Uh, a whole litany of dumb people that want to wear this so they can get more eyeballs looking at them, right? Yeah. And and one of these people is your number one uh, person, Kim Kardashian. Oh, so, I thought you were going to say Kanye West, but that, okay. That's oh, he, I can't. He, I don't. Oh, they're divorced, aren't they? I don't know. I don't think he was there, but he could have been lurking there. It's hard to say. So scroll down until you see her um, or not. She's in the full black ninja outfit thing. All right. Um, Funny enough, uh, I saw that, a side on of that, um, and Stephen Colbert was doing his monologue, and he said, and I went to the uh, gala, this is me, and clicked to that, and he goes, you can't prove it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then a couple of days before, she decided to wear this thing, which is, uh, you describe it, Chris. Okay. Um, uh, okay. It looks like, um, um, what's his name? The... Um, What's the superhero with the red eyes, this sword guy that cuts his own hand off and grows it back? Uh, what? Who? You know, the funny guy. Ryan oh, Johnson. Deadpool, Deadpool. Deadpool. Looks well, like no. Deadpool. It looks like Deadpool put his ham, head hood on the wrong way around. Wow, it's like, it's, a, it's like a bondage gimp helmet. Yeah. Like she's got zips for eyes and one little nostril hole. So anyway, it's good to see she's coping well with everything. Well, you know, that's... Um, Taking masking to the next level, right? I think so. <laughs> and and she doesn't have to worry about um, being socially distanced because nobody wants to go near her with that shit on. No, that's right. Hey, I read the story that reminded me of you, and I've just realized what the guy's name is. Like, I didn't really pay much attention to that. But his name is Harry McCracken, which is right. interesting. But uh, anyway, he uh, back in the day, he wrote a um, text adventure game on a uh, really old computer system that you know about, but it wasn't the one you had. So it was a basic... The Amiga? Nah, it was... It wasn't ZX really, Spectrum. No, nah, no, it was, a radio, it was a Radio Shack TRS-80. TRS-80. That's our first computers we had at work. Oh, anyway, he wrote for that, but they paid him for it, and all he got told was, oh, it's buggy, it doesn't work. And he's like, all oh, right. And then he never saw it, but it was printed in the basic adventure um, type it yourself book magazine thing that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to get those all the time, yeah. So he did two more games, then after that he became a writer. So anyway, 40 years later, he went and had a look at it. He found it and he goes, oh, there's a zero in the wrong spot. No wonder it never worked. So so he's fixed it and um, slightly remastered it and put it up on the internet. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it's a text sort of based game. It's called Arctic Adventure. Yeah, because um, I don't know if I told you, I found uh, th- there's a whole lot of places that uh, online that do the emulators. That's the word I was trying to think of the word. Yes, emulators. Yeah, some for, pretty cool ones. ZX Spectrum, and mm. I I got on there and played Jetpack for 
hours. Oh, um, very cool. Because Jetpack was so amazing at the time, and I was pretty good at it. Um, but, you know, I, I'm sure if somebody tried it now, they go, what's the big deal? And it's like, dude, the big deal was the whole computer was 48K, and they got gra- physics and graphics and everything into that 48k there's no hard drive it's all in ram and the ram is 48k not meg k (laughs) that's right it's amazing what they could do it was it's just insane yeah so anyway Uh, um carry on what's next oh so there's a company called Glowpack. i don't know if you deal with them or not uh they make uh hot drink cups and um carry on they, they've put on their website, social media, and on the products themselves that they're recyclable, right? Um, but they're not. Oh, no. I'm, I, I thought this was a glow pack. You've got one of these. That's a – what's that called? That's something it's similar. called a globlet. Yes, there we go. Yeah, I knew, I knew it was Glo- something like that. Globlet like- are good. Glow pack are scum. Glow pack right. make the um, – what do you call it? Wax lined inside cup thing. Right. What do they call Don't them? You, you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Hot drink cups, takeaway cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they said that uh, they, you know, they said that the product was technically capable of being recycled, rather than the realities uh, that it would be accepted in New Zealand, is what the Commerce Commission said. And they were like, "Oh, we just thought the consumers would know, even though we told them it was all recyclable." Yeah, no. So. That that's been the same for ages. We deal with a lot of that, and um, we, yeah, we're getting, yeah. food stuffs is cancelling a whole bunch of stuff. So um, I thought, oh, actually, the government is cancelling um, foam. You know the burg- the foam burger um, clamshells. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we, PFCs, I think they're called. They yeah, can't, yeah. They they they're, they're going to be uh, Go illegal in another year. I think it's a year or six months away. Oh, well, that's um, good. But, That'll you know, save food the stuff's already. De- deleted all sorts of stuff that we used to do, plastic spoons and forks and stuff. We're going all wooden, all that sort of thing. What is what you got blood and sand here? What does that mean? I, I yeah, I like this. Um, okay, I'm worried now. <laughs> well, okay, so this is the actual headline Astronaut blood can be used to make concrete on Mars, scientists say. Good. So there's a great story about it. And so the um, the protein, some some of the proteins that help your blood coagulate, um, mixed with dirt, will make quite good concrete. And oh, back it's... in the day, the Romans used to use pig's blood in their concrete to help oh. um, to, to solidify things. Yes. So water is scarce on Mars, and it costs two million dollars to send a, a single brick to the red planet. But we can use the the dust or dirt that's there, and mm. using you know the astronauts blood we can make this concrete and we can put it through a, even a 3d printer this stuff this mixture um what will actually make it better is um the astronauts bones no the blood and dust mixture alone is equivalent to concrete but researchers say it becomes even stronger when human urea is added to the mix nice this golden touch Urea comes from sweat, tears, and urine. Increases yeah. the strength of astrocrete by three hundred percent. That's quite a bit. That's that's huge, right? Yeah. So you've got bloody pissy bricks. Um, that's right, bloody pissy <laughs> bricks everywhere. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I'm I'm reading down here, going, how much blood? 
Are we yeah. sacrificing these astronauts? I want to know. Sending bodies yeah. with them. We're going to have are a machine. Prisoners with them. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? <laughs> but um, in the meantime, researchers say more investigation is needed to figure out exactly how much blood an astronaut can give without keeling over. <laughs> Especially in Mars as well. Not I mean, like, I'm like, oh, um, you guys think cool, bro. a little more. Co, co, co. So that amazing scientific breakthrough brings us to the end of the podcast. Um, <laughs> that's made my week, actually. It's <laughs> Astronaut's Blood, I think, might be the title of this one. What am I got? Oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to chop out this bloody tree root that's in the ground is what my job is for this weekend. Oh, um, uh, in the back. Out the back where I've decided to grow a pumpkin. Oh, okay. Uh, I can't easily bring in any machinery, and if the pumpkin's too big, I can't get it out of this place. So I'm still going to grow one, though. That'll be fun. Yeah, but we'll, yeah, we'll get sponsorship from some helicopter firm or something. Yeah, of course, huge. of course. <laughs> uh, that's right. So, uh, what do you got? Anything coming up? No, no. I I just need to get uh, well. <laughs> and, okay. Well, um, drink yeah. all the vitamins, and uh, you know you'll get rid of your COVID very soon. So until <laughs> next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.